Live Blood um, is, I, I call her the drama queen. She's very expressive. She has a lot to say and she doesn't hold anything back. So all your secrets will be on the table. Hello there, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening from in the world. Welcome to the official True Hope Canada podcast. My name is Simon. I'm going to be your host. True Hope Canada is a mind and body based supplement company that is dedicated to first and foremost promoting brain and body health through non-invasive nutritional means. And this podcast is designed to open up topics that are not frequently visited when it comes to the mainstream media. And our current series of episodes is discussing how different therapies, practices, and practitioners apply their profession to the huge topic of mental health. For more information about True Hope, you can visit truehopecanada.com and you can find us on all the usual places, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Parler, MeWe, YouTube, and Rumble. Just search for YouTube. Um, we'll put links in the, in the show notes. But we've got another incredible guest with us today, Maureen Fontaine. Maureen wears a lot of hats live and dry blood analysis, ontological coaching, and spiritual intuitive readings. But today we're going to focus on something really fascinating, and it's live and dry blood and its application towards mental health. Maureen, thank you so much for being with us today. It's an absolute pleasure. First question, how are you today in this beautiful but wild world? I am well, thank you. I've navigated traffic and the rainstorm, and a big truck in the driveway so it's a good day yeah that's a good start to it that's great um perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into yeah the the live and dry blood analysis that you that you perform now absolutely um everything starts somewhere so i think my journey started as a young child and it's followed me right up into my teaching years where I became quite aware, very acutely aware of how um, calming the body was beneficial to cognitive ability and diet was directly related as well. Um, during the time as a teacher and focus on autism and ADD and ADHD, um, I saw that these things were, were directly applicable and that we needed more answers. So being driven by a high degree of curiosity, I wanted to investigate further how we can support children's learning and the parents of children that are challenged. And um, it was from there that um, I discovered this live and dry blood cell analysis because it opened up a world, um, the between world, where there are answers for things that we don't have answers to. Amazing. Yeah, that's a great introduction. Thank you so much. Um, I have, I've had a little experience with live and dry blood, not actually having the practice done myself, even though that's something I definitely want to do in the future. But just looking at the images that you share on your social media, you know, it seems to be like such a wild, microscopic, very much alive world that we see um, underneath a microscope when you're looking at somebody's live or dry blood. Can you just tell us a little bit about the difference between, you know, looking at dry blood, looking at live blood, and what the different processes processes are when it comes to um, that, that type of uh, analysis? Of course. 
Live Blood um, is, I, I call her the drama queen. She's very expressive. She has a lot to say and she doesn't hold anything back. So all your secrets will be on the table. How you feel, how your physical body is, she's going to suggest that certain symptoms are present. Um, your state of mind will also be replicated by how the biology is. And um, your state of peace and calm within is very evident. The dry blood uh, leans in a little bit differently and it's more factual with respect to how these things impact the, the, the depth of tissue within you, your organs, where things are hanging out that you don't even know, um, where acid is accumulating um, and affecting how it goes for you. So digestion, uh, bowel or, and intestinal health and psychological being as well. Wow, that's very cool. Um, I, I just had a, I had a thought before we actually started, and I wondered, considering we've had such a crazy twenty twenty, hmm. have you seen a um, a pattern of blood change in comparison to last year or even previous years? It's a really really great question, and I have been looking and looking for it. So um, the number one thing that people will ask me when they come in this wild and crazy twenty twenty is do they have a virus? And what I can 100% tell them is that everyone carries viruses all the time. And I have not seen a spike in any such presentation in 2020, which is quite wonderful. Um, we do see that uh, there is a higher viral load in the body, and that is not unique to this year. So I can tell when you're leaning into a direction or into a pathology, be it a virus or be it a disease situation, that will be evident. What is presenting more often than not is the state of the mind. And the state of the mind uh, creates a, a clutter and congestion in the live blood especially. It's especially evident there. The blood and its expression is directly proportional to that inner peace that you carry. The body will fluctuate between health and potential disease all the time and many times a day. It's what your core being is up to that determines which direction it will lean toward more heavily. It's been quite fascinating. What I love is that people look at their blood, especially the, the uh, live blood, and they can tell on themselves. They're going, oh, that looks exactly like I'm feeling right now. Wow, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. And yeah, of course, you know, somebody's coming to you and they're you know, potentially worried about a sickness or a virus or something. And yeah, you, you're obviously not going to see significant amounts of something like that in a live blood an analysis, especially to a specific virus, right? No, no. 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 And um just when it comes to the aspect of you know the, the the stressful year that we've been in obviously lots of anxieties and depressions and mental health um complications for a lot of people do you can you see can you see evidence of that when you're looking when you're looking at lifeblood absolutely so as we stress we use up particular storage um, stored vitamins and minerals in our body and the the uh, examination of live and dry blood will uh, present that so they'll 
it will tell us what direction we're, we are leaning into. If we're depleting all our minerals because of our worry cycle or all of our vitamins, there are all kinds of anomalies within the blood that will confirm that that needs to be replenished um, and, and that we should get on that in order to restore peace within the being. The biology itself being out of alignment will affect your mental health, your state of being. Absolutely, and the, bl and the blood doesn't lie. The blood does not lie. In fact, it tells on you all, all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, well, yeah, the blood, of course, is our, you know, it's our life force. And as we just said, it doesn't lie. So, you know, taking an analytical look underneath a microscope or something like that is incredibly powerful for not just, um, not just the practitioner to make a treatment plan, but also for the, you know, the, um, the, the client or the patient to actually look, look at that, you know, like you can, you can, think and feel and notice many different things in your life but once you're actually looking on a screen and you're able to analyze something that's going on inside of you and make a connection to that do you find that when people you know they come in they see you and they look they look under the microscope underneath on their blood and they're talking about it with you do they have like realizations of connecting what they see with what they feel they absolutely do Sometimes it takes a bit of prompting with depending on the person. Most people get there more quickly because of the visuals. When we see we're such a visual society, especially now, um, once they see, they start to put the pieces together more quickly for themselves. And I come in as the moderator of the storytelling. That moderation of the storytelling is basically a translation and a, a perspective that is lent um, towards their own understanding and their own self-discovery. It's a process of self-actualization self is, is what it truly is. And again, I am the moderator and I have experience to explain the signposts along the way. I really, really like to remind people that they are driving, they are driving the story by their choices, by the way they align with their body, their mind and their spirit. And it is essentially up to them. I offer suggestions. How they embrace the suggestions will determine outcome. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I love that. And I think that um, when it comes to any type of significant change that you want to make when it comes to your health, having the, um, the realization and that visual is incredibly powerful. I know with um, clients in the past that I've had in my nutrition practice is that when you sit down and actually look through a two-week food journal, for example, then people are able to actually see where they're kind of like, in quotations, going wrong. And they can see those, you know, those areas where they might be having huge gaps between meals, and they're not they're eating the kind of the same foods all the time. And then they can connect, you know, what they see with actual data to, you know, how they feel. And it, it, it sparks something in them that's going to be like that catalyst towards towards their change and I can only imagine that you know being able to see something so fascinating as a um, as your blood underneath a microscope and how it's you know how it's behaving because it's obviously incredibly dynamic and changing all of the time um, how impactful that would be for somebody who's looking to make make an investment towards changing their health absolutely what it what looking at the blood does and holds for each and every person should they be open most people are very open and that's why they end up in my office and once in a while I have to do 
you know, cartwheels and somersaults, but, but I get them there. Um, the, what's really cool is their own awareness is awakened. They are heard. They see that their symptoms and their experience of themselves is actually validated through what we're seeing. The blood speaks to us and it does not hold back. What is very interesting all the time is that people that are on pharmaceuticals, and again, I have no judgment with respect to that. I know there is a place for all things, but we still see the underlying foundational reason why they got there in the first place. It's not because there was a death in the family only, or because they lost their job only, or because the world is upside down only. It's the culmination of all these things in, in, within the arms of the biological expression that determines our, how strongly we feel connected to our spirit selves as well as our own psychology. I want to hold you capable of being with it all. Yeah, that's very interesting. So underneath the microscope, um, you mentioned about how um, pharmaceutical drugs, you know, they, you know, they, they obviously have a place in many different, in many different times for people, and their primary role is to, is to mask symptoms and to kind of be a bit of a band aid. Um, but when it comes to our blood, do you, do you, the, the drugs that people are taking, do they, they don't mask that? You don't see that in the blood. You still see that root cause. They will still show evidence of vitamin B deficiency, mineral deficiency, congestion, stagnation, and disarray. It's still there. Yeah. They just don't feel it because they've been disconnected from themselves. Again, I truly understand that sometimes we need those, those things to help us through a certain uh, stage in life. But as one friend of mine who is now a retired clinical psychologist says that those drugs were only intended for three months of use until the person got on their feet. I see people who have been on the same medications for 30 years still struggling with the same thing and never offered the option or wanting the option, in fairness, to come off them. And the, so, so people's decisions will be their decisions. And it's, again, I have no judgment. What I want to show people and what is very clear in the blood is the, cumu the accumulation of that synthetic chemical composition within their, their body. It will interfere and uh, w with functions and our ability to absorb. It will accumulate in the intestines in the brain, in the heart, in the blood, it goes everywhere. Yeah. It has to go somewhere. Your body has no program for that, that synthetic material. Yeah, and it's a really, really important point because obviously some people are very dependent on pharmaceuticals and it ends up becoming um, a big part of their identity. You know, I am this sick person who requires this drug and that's a big part of who I am. And if you were to take that away, a lot of people w wouldn't know where, where, where they are. And I think it just, just that just goes to show that everybody is craving some sort of support or comfort or connection, whether that be with taking a routine medication. But there's obviously so many different um, 
practitioners out there and many different therapies that people can utilize and i think a big part of this podcast series is to discuss um, with different practitioners those different types of modalities that are available for people to you know reach out to to have a different type of connection with because yeah people could be on a s same drug for for 30 years when mm -hmm. that drug was without question not designed for that long period of a process considering there's probably no testing on, on something being taken for 30 years and most doctors aren't, aren't really going to revisit once they've prescribed something for a particular pathology um there are definitely doctors out there that do do that but it's not it's not no normal practice to do something like that and that's when you do see like yeah people on drugs for many 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 years without that being um brought up again being with ourselves and our vulnerability is extremely scary especially when we don't have the tools to navigate that process things happen in life and how we meet and greet an event for example is is can be extremely challenging. I know that there are other ways besides pharmaceuticals. And again, I understand there's a place for pharmaceuticals temporarily. The long-term use tends to separate us from ourselves and the strength that we are. Absolutely. I, I would consider that the majority of people's pains, discomforts, and internal problems are signals and messages from the inside that something needs to be attended to and again drugs have their place but you know masking and and suppressing those internal messages in the long term you know they're going to it's going to come back you know that root cause is always going to be there and with the dependency of of certain synthetic chemicals there's going to be a, at some point something's got to give within the body and you're going to get a really big message the next time well, there's a cost-benefit ratio that must always, always be examined. We face things in life because life is hard. <laughs> Just look at this last year. Sure. Who would have imagined? Mm -hmm. But we have, there's birth, there's death, there's divorce, there's, you know, failed relationships. There's, like, we can make a big, long list. How we navigate that is a testament to who, how, how aligned we are within. All of us become misaligned, every single person having tools to come back into alignment and trusting ourselves to be capable of such is the bigger goal. Absolutely, yeah. Deconstruction must occur. In other words, we must get bumped and bruised along the way in order to be catapulted into our the evolution of our soul and our soul purpose here on this earth plane. It's huge. Yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful. And I think that all those things you just mentioned are all examples of, of yourself disconnecting from something, whether that's you know losing a job or losing a partner or, or, or whatever that may be. And we are desperate for connection now more than ever. You know, with the isolations and distancing and you know, we can see we can see the mental health of, of people all over the place is you know, just is getting worse and worse. And we are yeah, we're desperate for connection for sometimes for a lot of people that connection can be, you know, is is going to see their doctor and, and, and getting getting a drug because you know that that's some sort of connection to the outside world to their internal pains. What I am seeing more and more, I thought 
that at this time, during this this kind of time of crisis or whatever it is, um, that I would be seeing more of a desperation with regards to how to maneuver. What I am seeing more so is people coming home to themselves, which I think is brilliant. I agree. It's a beautiful coming home. It's a becoming. It's a redefining and redesigning of how we do life, which is a brilliant opportunity. It's, a, it's absolutely exquisite. What I like to do when people come to see me is I will introduce yourself to you through the visuals. This is your inside talking with us, not at us, not about us, but with us. That's what the viewing is doing, the viewing platform. It's a conversation, actually. I always like to address, should the patient be open, is how can you navigate this by using prayer, by using meditation, by using breath work? How can you layer this? Because it's not all about food, but yet it's so about food. Sure. Yeah. But it's about all of it. And so how do we layer this? We get you on board with, with uh, diet and some supportive supplementation and navigating the balancing of the terrain. That's a super important part. The part that gets you better faster, even faster, and accelerates this process for you is for you to accept that you are where you are and that all the potential to move into your greater self exists within, within this, this realm that we're working with. Absolutely, and I think that... Um right now a lot of people have had to go internal and have had to had to rest and had to slow down the um de decrease the mass amounts of external stimuli that are constantly distracting us from ourselves i suppose and practices like nutrition and meditation and breath work these are all tools that anybody can use at any time to actually put your focus and attention and awareness on yourself and in my opinion that is really the only place where you can create really good quality healing and change is when you you know start separating yourself a little bit from your external environment and start focusing on the internal you're going to have a really wild journey and you're going to um, come to some big realizations and with the support of practitioners because I think you should always try and do some when you're trying to do something big with yourself you should you shouldn't do it alone you should have a support system whether that's family friends or a practitioner um having that close connective coach to take you through take you through the game a little bit is going to be um profoundly important towards your healing process absolutely the i'm a highly trained coach life coach but i think of myself more as a mentor I've lived a lot of life I've met all its sides and in doing so the deepening process has been excruciatingly painful but so rich that I would change nothing that alone is the best university I have ever attended in terms of growth depth expansion and acceptance of who I am on this journey and my purpose. I hear what you say and I hear what you're not saying, probably louder than what you're saying. Whether you're seeing me for blood 
or for spiritual uh, mentoring or whatever it is that that you're coming to me for none of it is separate but i hear what the deeper cry is it's very clear to me it shows up actually before you do the fact that i can navigate you through your biology is i think the bonus and i've practiced it so long um, and studied with so many amazing people that i am still truly amazed every time with the the vast gift that it is i help you bring all those parts together should you be so willing but i'm also very happy to lean into what your comfort level is but i also will challenge you where it seems appropriate to do so that's in service of you if i don't challenge you i haven't done my job that's that's awesome i think for anyone who's going to sit down with you it sounds like you they're going they're going to be well taken care of um i'd love to know what a live blood analysis consultation looks like mm-hmm. like any other consultation we get to know each other um, through questions um i get a sense of you more by sitting with you um and the symptoms you're experiencing that we may talk about are, are also very very important and I really can hear and feel your pain. From there, we go examine the blood and we spend quite a bit of time with the live blood. And I wanna show you the best of you and the worst of you. Whether I look at my own blood and it's like stunning, it can also be pretty messy by the end. So blood is messy. Blood is not 100% cooperative. It's organic and it, it's expressive. So we hold it within that container on the slide and see all of its sides. Because if I only know you, Simon, as this incredible being in front of me and never get to know that perhaps you're journeying through some things, I don't actually know you. So I need to know all of it. And that's what I'm there doing. Then we look at the dry blood and we go through that. And that, um, that again tells us where things are stuck in a different way. The live blood's very fluid. The dry blood is is stationary. It's a morphology. Yeah. From there, we, um, you know, I put together all my observations um, and come back to you with a plan of action that meets and greets you in a in a fashion that is uh, user friendly. Um, and there's no pressure. Do yes. Do I uh, suggest certain things as far as supplementation? Yes. Are they permanent? Absolutely not. But I'm going to help you navigate the inner terrain, the milieu of the blood, which is going to accelerate your success. We're going to make basic food recommendations. Um, And if we need to get deeper, I refer them to someone like you. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because my focus has changed, you know, and is more the blood specifically. But if we need, if someone needs that support, then there are people like yourself who are brilliant at uh, putting together a deeper plan that way. And um, I have some basic testing that I like people to do at home on their own, which gives me more information uh, with respect to uh, how to better um, individualize your treatment. We plan to meet in four to six weeks again um, to make sure that that we have mobilized what needs to be mobilized and from there we can stretch it out 
So it's all very individual, but I do really love when people come back so that I can evidence the change. And they may feel nothing, but they also may have lost weight that they've been looking to lose uh, or lifted from the, the fog is lifted from their brain and they actually feel like living again. Awesome. That's wonderful. Question about the um, like the dry blood, so that I, I can I can picture the live blood being you know being taken and and then examined, and then is the dry blood just the the, the live blood that's just you know settled mm-hmm. and kind of and then done its thing, and it's kind of creating an image or a picture of is it the actual image that's really important to look at, or is it the way the uh, blood settles? It's both. It's both, okay. So the dry blood is gathered um, from one drop of blood and eight layers are uh, taken. Um, each layer goes deeper into the body and tells us it's, it, it's a bit like looking at iridology where there's a map. This is not as exacting as iridology, so mm-hmm. we can make no claims to fame that way. But it's indicative, not definitive. As the blood dries, it has sort of a centrifugal, I can never say that word, uh, effect where the larger particles are are thrown to the outer edges, such Mm, as chemicals, uh, etc., are thrown to the outer edges of that circle. And as the morphology occurs or the, the drying of the blood occurs, the there's coagulation that takes place. And it settles into patterns, basically. It settles into patterns. It tells me whether you your foods are on, on track or not. It tells me a lot of people come with a diagnosis or a potential diagnosis of, let's say, IBS, uh, Crohn's, colitis, etc. And I go in and I look at the blood and it's like, there's nothing to indicate that as a potential here. Which, again, I'm telling you one side that's suggesting that... that this doesn't even need to be a consideration yet i will always encourage you to get other testing done uh, should you wish of course Uh, sometimes i will tell you to absolutely seek out other testing Um, so it depends i'm not going to pretend that i know everything but i can help you ask better questions if you are also embracing the medical field so it's not a separation it's a collaborative yeah, I think that's a really important point to make is mm-hmm. that I think most good yes. complementary um, practitioners are looking to obtain as much information about your journey from you and also, you know, any type of lab results or any diagnosis or, you know, what's your what's your doctor think. I think it's important to note that if you, know, you should be working with a practitioner that is looking to collaborate and, and work, work, work together with other people. Um, I've seen your microscope in your office. It's pretty impressive. Can you tell she's me? She's lovely, t- isn't she? She's a beaut. Can you tell <laughs> us a bit more about her? Well, it's a Leica mi- microscope, a m- microscope, a medical microscope. Um, I've had her for some time. Uh, one thing about microscopes, they basically stay the same over time. Yes, we can upgrade lenses and things like that. Uh, there's a special application for dark field microscopy that is different from other applications. Um, and it's th- this this particular microscope has been extremely kind in terms of how it works to reveal uh, and and um, amplify what's going on in the blood or illuminate basically what's going on in the blood. 
it, it's a world that is is very cosmic. It's a world that's very expressive. I can lose myself in a blood sample for many hours. Wow. So I, so it's absolutely fascinating. There's um, the, the polymorphic process or the pleomorphic process, which means the blood changes all, all the time. And that is dependent on the pH of the blood, the milieu. Um, blood pH is, is uh, people will always say, well, the blood never changes. Well, that's really uh, true. Um, the blood pH should be 7.365 to 7.4. One uh, is so it has a really really narrow margin. In the meantime, our biology will do handstands and backflips to keep the blood happy, and that's why I use the examination or the the, the collection of urine and, and saliva pH numbers over a period of time and collect it in a certain way uh, to tell us what what is going on inside, and that's the drama we see in the live blood, that expression. If we don't look at that, we're missing a, a really critical piece. The microscope and that beautiful, beautiful lady that works with me, you <laughs> know, um, she will reveal, she's the big reveal for the imbalance that is ruling you. Amazing. And I've seen on your Instagram, lifeblood underscore analysis, can go check that out there's images that are red the images that are blue and um, can you explain the difference between that is that is that just the way that you use to to view the blood differently the um the the one with the dark background or sometimes it looks blue sometimes it looks black um that's that's live blood okay and so that's moving so what you're seeing when you look at the instagram that's actually a moment captured in time oh wow okay okay so um you're actually the, the camera cannot does not have the ability to capture movement um i think perhaps some of the newer programs do but i i just find it's quite distracting for people and it's i've not embraced that sure. as a part the uh, red is the dry blood and they're both very different, and it's the the merging of the information from both angles that gives us, uh, you know, the platform to work from. Amazing. Um, can you describe the type of person who you think could really benefit from live blood analysis? I think my patient base continually um, tells me that they the people that come in are those who have tried everything, and aren't getting anywhere there's there's no traction many of those people feel like they haven't been heard that they've been dismissed they haven't been heard and they actually don't matter it, it's very very interesting i also get people who don't wish to engage with allopathic medicine and that's fine too um mostly the people that i get are very open people the i get a lot of referrals there's a lot of referrals um I don't want to know if someone paid for their appointment and they're coming just to make that person happy, um, but I can tell pretty quickly because they're not as invested. So people that come to see me are invested. People who come to see me are curious and looking for another way to uh, have relationship with themselves. Yeah, I see a lot of um, 
a lot of people who go to either an acupuncturist or a nutritionist or are looking for an alternative um, therapy, many of them are coming from a place where they've been in the conventional model for many, many years and, they, and they, they're not really seeing the results that they, that they want. So they're looking for an alternative therapy. But then I see more and more people now that are looking towards nutrition or yoga or massage or chiropractic or you know all these many other wonderful different um, modalities people are, are going to these first and they're being really assertive when it comes to their own health and I think um, I think more and more people w w will be doing this especially I think living in Victoria British Columbia I think there's a lot of people who are very very aware of their own health and that there are alternative um things that people can do when it comes to healing before jumping into something like a drug or a surgery or you know something that's you know very serious i always tell people that they don't have a certain situation because they're deficient in a certain drug that is not why the condition exists so we need to think it differently we have the condition because of everything that's led up to this moment the drug is the peacemaker or, or the band-aid, as you said, um, but we still need to in investigate. We still need to be curious. I ask people, aren't you curious about how it got this way in the first place? And if you're not curious, why not? That's a really interesting question, yeah. We need to accept responsibility. This vehicle, the, our human body, is the greatest gift the next greatest gift to our humanity are our emotions. Man, those are two big baskets to hold. Yeah. So when it comes to merging the emotional health, which is what this podcast is, is looking to merge for us, when we look at merging our spirit, our psychology, and our biology together, we have the best, the best avenue to alignment, to, to wholeness, that anyone could ever imagine. It's like during this world event, I thought, how am I going to hold this? Mm -hmm. I'm like anybody else. Yeah. What is going to, what's going to work? So I thought, I, we always, just like if someone has cancer, we have to meet a radical situation with radical means. We have to meet and greet the dragon. Sure. <laughs> so what will I do to meet and greet that dragon my choice amongst other things was becoming extremely pristine with my foods was I perfect no but I don't expect profession I gave that up a long time ago all right it's still there a little bit but okay yeah <laughs> because I'm human but but it's something that I I've renegotiated and then for me I embraced a, a breathing technique that challenged me on many levels and it made me mad but it was the best therapy I could have ever done for myself and I felt on top of things not beneath things did I change the world no but I changed my world and that's the more important thing that is definitely the more important thing yes yeah I think that's an amazing place to to finish up with Maureen, thank you so much. You can um, you can connect with Maureen on Facebook and Instagram. Her Instagram handle is liveblood underscore analysis. 
and on Facebook, it's uh, Maureen Fontaine Intuitive Healing and MaureenFontaine.com if you want to check out her website. I will leave um, notes in the show notes for you to connect with her. Maureen, an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you so much. Do you have any final words? I am deeply grateful for the opportunity to speak with you as always, Simon. I am also very... I feel very honored always to represent people and to speak what they can't speak and to hold space for their process. There is no perfection. And I hold you with all of your difficulty, with your perceptions and perspectives and help you realign with the real you, which is not those perceptions. And let's get you healthy. Just lovely. I love it. Um, Well, thank you very much again, Maureen. You've been listening to the official True Hope Canada podcast. Um, We will be coming at you again next week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much.